right. Well, we've got some cool stuff we're going to get into today. We're going to do a, a ranking list. Um, we're going to have a little post-apocalyptic debate, a little bit of news, and a Last of Us retrospective. So I'm excited about it. In, in terms of re retrospective, let, let me brace okay, y'all. And it, it's not really to be like, oh, let's talk about the show. No, it's really we're talking about um, video game or live action video game adaptations uh, to already existing media to just expanding upon video games using, you know, TV shows. Right. So which I, I feel like, you know, I, I after a week has passed my thoughts i have built some thoughts so i really want to share them with you all i'm excited to hear them because yes. i got some thoughts too and we're gonna we're gonna let them fly but should we pop the top in the meantime let's pop the top on our first ever versus all right so yeah no you're not ready for this no look at you do you play zombie games I played Dead Island when it came out. The deal is, <laughs> we have our boy Leon Kennedy is making his grand return in what a lot of people would say the best Resident Evil is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Now, I played the demo. It's pretty dope. You should play it. Just, just put yourself under pressure, you know? Have some fun. It's stressful. You're getting chased by a guy with a chainsaw the whole time. If you play it with headphones, it's extra stressful because you can actually, it sounds like it's right up behind you. That's dope. Mm. Really dope. Uh, the parry system is fantastic. I am so happy they added that to the game, but that is not what we're here to discuss today. Because Leon Kennedy, a lot of people will swear up and down, Leon Kennedy is the best zombie killer out there. Now, today, I present the first verses in honor of Resident Evil 4 Remake coming out March 24th. Not sponsored, but they could have been. Reach out next time, Capcom. Leon Kennedy versus Frank West. Do you know anything about Frank West? I don't. Well, he's covered wars, you know. Okay, that is his titular statement in the game. And you go, what is this? big forehead big nose bozo gonna do in the zombie apocalypse let me tell you he's here to do three things eat snacks take pornographic pictures and reveal the truth he is dope at all that and he'd be killing zombies on an extreme level not only can frank west zombie surf he can disembowel he can make concoctions he, he mixes up a pie and some orange juice boom invulnerability baby nothing hurts him all right he can if you walk slow enough he blends in with the zombies all right mm. so <coughs> story for frank west let me tell you the odds that this man is against he gets a phone call one day boom Oh, there's something going down in Willamette, Colorado. Tiny nobody town. Nobody cares about this town. And he's like, all right, well, I got to go get the scoop. He got a connection to a helicopter. What? Shows up. Yeah. Crazy little riots happening out in the streets. And he's, he's in there snagging photos, getting PP, prestige points. You, you need PP. <laughs> you, need to, you need to get big PP for that. All right. And then, and he's like, hey, what's going on at that mall? Place is crowded by zombies. 
but he doesn't know there's zombies. He thinks it's just people going crazy. He jumps out of the helicopter because the military pulls up saying, uh-uh, you shouldn't be here. He runs in, meets a guy named Carlito. Smoothest MF I ever met in my life. Uh, twist, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's the one responsible for all this. But you don't know that. You know why? Because you're here to find out the truth. And you, slowly, you get more and more zombies. More and more zombies. If you play it right. Oh, God. <coughs> if you play it right. <laughs> I'm not turning into a zombie. Do I look sick to you? If you play it right, you can kill 53,594 zombies in a span of 72 hours within the game time because you also had a time limit to work against. If you did that, you got the Mega Buster. It instant kills most people. You want to kill the main boss with it? Boom, do it. And the whole thing is you could do this on your first playthrough before ever finding out the truth. This game encourages multiple playthroughs because you level up. You unlock new skills, things that just become nutty. You want to talk about ridiculous game mechanics? If you find a magazine, you suddenly start doing more damage because you have a magazine in your back pocket. And it doesn't make any sense. So whenever I think about Leon Kennedy going up against my boy Frank West, I think of a little boy going up against a man who has covered wars. And I mean that with the bottom of my heart. What, because he, because Leon Kennedy got a little goose juice in him and got him infected? Oh, he a little bad. I, I love Leon Kennedy, guys. You need to hear me when I say this. I love Leon Kennedy. But when Frank West walks up to Leon Kennedy, puts a hand on his shoulder and then disembowels him, pulls him back and says, yuck verbatim what he does nick i know you've never played Mm -hmm. get on the xbox get on the xbox i guarantee you that game's free on game pass or at least five bucks probably it's old yeah frank west stops now leon kennedy against most other zombie game protagonists i'll give it to leon kennedy but frank west is the zombie killer end of the verses wow i'm honestly impressed that's some passion you bring to zombie games honestly uh that's not even scratching the surface i'd love to come back to the topic at any point later down the road okay i mean bring it i was like what we got let's think about some of the other zombie video game protagonists that are out there sorry my mind is just filled with franks and west but i mean heck i'd even say chuck green Leon Kennedy beats Chuck Green. I don't care what anyone says. Chuck Green is also from Dead Rising 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Lee Everett. Unfortunately, he loses to Leon Kennedy. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Chris Redfield. Debatable. But he has punched a boulder. <laughs> yeah. All right. Clementine? That's from Clement- The Walking Dead? I, I would say Leon Kennedy would curb stomp a child like Clementine. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Chuck Green, did you say that one? Yeah, Chuck Green. Yep. Jill Valentine from a Resident Evil game, it looks like. Now, that's a weakness. Le- Leon Kennedy has a weakness for females. Oh, he would see okay. Jill Valentine, and he would get stomped by Jill Valentine. Okay, let's see. Um, Thomas Rogan. Thomas Rogan, House of the Dead. Yeah, I was about to say House of the Dead. 
Depends. Is Thomas Rogan? Now we talked about this one time about House of the Dead arcade games. Is Thomas Rogan shooting like this, or is he shooting like that? Because if he's I, doing that, he might win. Okay. I mean, it depends on the player, then I guess on that one. But it, the you're going try, off of the character alone, so that's kind of a cheat. Try hard Leon Kennedy versus try hard House of the Dead. Thomas try, Rogan. Yeah, try hard Leon Kennedy wins. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, rocket launchers. Uh, Infinite rocket launchers. Coach. Coach from Left 4 Dead. Man, I like to think that Leon Kennedy would just appreciate Coach enough, but Leon Kennedy would smoke Coach. <laughs> See, I'm just in. I'm, I'm going to root for oh, shoot. just because of the animation videos with all Hello, of those characters. Right here, Dead Space. The Necromorphs are zombies. Let's see. Mm. Okay. I would say Isaac Clark on a technical scale. If they were in space, Isaac Clark wins. If they're on Earth, I think Leon Kennedy got this in the bag. Okay, Leon Kennedy is top ranked in this article that I'm getting all these names from. So I think yeah. you know, I think people are in agreement with you. Let us know what you thought of this rant in the comments. Do you agree? Do you disagree? You, you want some more verses? Because I got plenty. Mm -hmm. uh, the brave uh, boom preview of something that maybe could come down the road. You want some more of this? How about uh, the Wanderer from Shadow of the Colossus versus Link from Legend of Zelda? Ooh, interesting. Boom. Okay. All right. Anyway, you got some news for us, huh? Start some what? Yeah, we got some news this week. Shockingly, we got Starfield news. Honestly, I think the day after that you got back from the stuff you were doing and where we uh, met up was when we got the news, which was dang. That was a. <laughs> That was, I was not expecting it to go down. We were also way. so stupid tired. I don't think we could have, <laughs> we were so tired. Oh my God. Yeah. Also, I don't think either of us ate more than like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that whole 48 hours. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't eat until that morning in LAX. You, you barely ate. I, was, I felt so bad, but. I, I was operating off of dreams and adrenaline. <laughs> I don't know if you're like me where you can't eat when you're stressed, but that's that's where I get, you know. I eat a lot of bread. Um, okay, so we did get some Starfield news. Todd Howard popped on screen with his cute little face, his cute little head, and he was like, we're doing it for reals this time. Um, it's going to be in September, September 6th. Um, right, September? Yeah, I'm right about that. Yeah, September. Like yeah, it got pushed back to September. Which is not... Q2, <laughs> like we were hoping. We were hoping the first half of the year at that latest Q2. We were wrong. Um, yeah, so Todd Howard popped on screen. He told us about Starfield while he was talking. Something really interesting happening in the background. They were showing gameplay the entire time. So did we learn a lot from it? No, but we did learn some stuff after the fact, um, like that it is going to have an a mature 18 rating in australia bethesda and australia are not friends always specifically bethesda game studios the production company that makes skyrim uh fallout all all that um they got a really strict rating and the rating is for drug use which i think is pretty interesting so that the drug use in the video game is going to be intense and detailed but that's about it and that's why the rating is so heavy so so my whole deal is it, it got delayed again, right? <laughs> I don't like, okay, I, I see this a lot. 
uh, you know, in comments, well, I'd rather them delay. And I'm listen, I get it. I'm totally for delaying it. Guys, stop giving me release dates then. Just yeah. stop giving me release dates. If you're not confident in what you're about to tell me, stop. Because you know what it does? It brings me back to the time whenever my mom would say, I'm going to make it to your plays, Junior. I'm going to make it to your plays. And she did it. She was like, oh, I'll make it to your next play. Right. Nope. You can tell me. Shh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, so I just think about that. I'm like, you're letting me down. You're building yeah. up my height and you're letting me down. Just, just say, it'll be ready when it's ready. And I think about how many times uh, Cyberpunk got delayed. And it still came out. <laughs> well, it came out <laughs> as it did. It came out as yeah. it did. And, you know, I, in that scope, I'm like, I feel like they announced the release date too early and it's because people are expecting it right and i think if they would just at least originally if they would just go okay because it was supposed to be november 2020 yeah be like when we have actual gameplay footage that is consistent Mm -hmm. then let us set an announced date because like i think about like how awesome hi-fi rush was without any kind of marketing to it at all. Yeah, didn't and, they draw, they announced it the day it came out, mm-hmm. right? Shadow drop, right? Which yeah. I understand because in the vast difference, Tango's not Bethesda. Bethesda's huge. Everyone has a freaking mi- microscope on their IPs. Right. So I don't and know. And I think a lot of people forget that Bethesda Softworks is the parent company to Bethesda Game Studios, which drops the what we know as like Skyrim, all those Bethesda games we think of, but they also have other production companies, Tango Games, all these other companies that are producing games. Arcane Studios, yes. Uh, which, as a side note, I, like I've I've because I've been doing like <clears throat> all this research for Arcane Studios and stuff, I'm realizing just how much I really appreciate Arcane Studios. I think Arcane Studios on their own can can fill in a lot of the gaps that Bethesda's been been missing, you know? Right. Um, I think this whole concept wanted me to, I wanted to bring this up with you or bring this up to you in this segment. Bethesda, the last Bethesda, like from BGS um, that's been released as I under, like first, the last single player um, open world has been Fallout 4. It's been eight years since fallout 4 came out are we gonna get what do you think about bethesda throwing one of those ips down to one of these other many amazing studios that they got on i i think even not even just not even just mainlining those ips i think if they even just like some kind of spinoff from those franchises to just get us some more in you know just yeah, like, are, are you thinking like something like um, oh, what if we do a uh, like a New Vegas kind of thing where it's in the universe, but it is a spinoff? Exactly. Yeah. Like, is something like that, or uh, you know, maybe even have like try a try a new spin on an already established IP. Maybe we can get a Souls-like version, which I'm not saying is a good idea, but a Souls-like version of an Elder Scrolls game, mm-hmm. or um take the time to maybe 
go back to some of uh, Fallout's earlier roots and maybe get us another tac- uh, tactical game, like at yeah. RTS. Um, or just, gosh, there's so much. I'm just, my fear is we're going to have eight years between each BGS title. And, but I mean, Todd is 51. He's going to be 52 in April. Um, not that that's very old, but you know, when you're that wealthy, you're getting near retirement age person like me, not going to retire, but, um, like I'm getting a little nervous, you know what I mean? I, I, and the next one is elder scrolls. It's not fallout. So I was curious what you thought of that. And even in his announcement, he was like, I'm sorry, I want to get these games out to you faster. He said that during this, um, this announced this official date release of, um, Starfield and I was like, dang, even he wants to get these things out. He's like, I want to, you know, pop these puppies out before I'm done. You know, yeah, I would, I would honestly say expand on the IPs, which I mean, it's very interesting because given our later discussion, but expand on the IPs in different ways that haven't been done before, but leave the mainline entries for Bethesda game studios. Like, How do you think or- they rectify this long time period then? Uh, which you know I, I think even some of that answer like which as many people may or may not like fallout 76 was kind of an answer right. to that and that was made out of austin though right so not the main yeah Maryland I'm, I'm pretty office. sure yeah which because i was um, you know that's a live service game and surprisingly enough uh, most live service games are getting killed off left and right but fallout 76 it's still there. And yeah. I, I think, um, you know, I think maybe, <laughs> maybe even <coughs> ESO because ESO is also filling that gap for a lot right. of stuff and not everyone is playing it. Not everyone enjoys MMOs. Um, so I, I think there is, I, I think this, there's just a crowd who wants to be in those, uh, in those settings more often right explore more stories and i think those can be done um in in many different ways but yeah i think those can be done in many different ways Uh, just even beyond outside of uh doing those mainline games or even video games in general um because how many fallout books do we have like official fallout books 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 the game guides aren't even technically official. Yeah, they're yeah. Not. So I'm just, I'm like, give us, give I mean, us some more canon. of that. You, you know, know, really like looking at them, like lean into those. Like, make a Brotherhood of Steel essential, like almost like someone's journal, and just sell that. Have you read All Roads? Um, uh-uh. The the it came with the collector's edition of New Vegas. I'm like, I think I have it on my shelf right. No, I actually have it framed on my wall. It's a graphic novel that came with fallout new vegas it's non-canon um like even stuff like that i think fans would really enjoy having because it's something just to tide you over a little bit it would be cool if they made it canon but there is a risk in that all roads showed horses which are non-canon yeah in the fallout universe and you know i don't think you have to make any of this canon um right i I think i think a good reference point is is halo uh, for the most part, because Halo had so many books that spun off of it and a couple different kind of games that spun off of Halo as well. Um, you had Halo Wars, you had um, 
uh, Halo Reach, Halo ODST. It, it told different stories while still keeping that same vibe of the main Halo entries. Um, so I, 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 I would like to see them try to put that kind of effort into right. it. Maybe it really just kind of like, you know, give us give us something to eat. Give us something yeah, to go off. And more to to this news is that even Todd himself was like in an interview not too long ago it wasn't during this announcement but he was saying there's way more pressure now because they are under Microsoft to release super clean game releases and I feel like this timetable between games is not going to shorten I think it's going to go the opposite direction because of that pressure because this is the first game with their Microsoft parent company. So which in and this is this is another thing here. Uh I think about all the people going, oh just play Obsidian's Outer Worlds instead. Just do that instead. It's not. You know, it's like guys, it's it's an apples and oranges kind of thing. Uh and, and then the people who go, well just you know, why don't you just play No Man's Sky? And to that I'm like, what do we know Bethesda for? For right. story story driven games player-driven games and uh, i mean shoot outer worlds was a fun game but in my eyes i I just i didn't play it nearly as much as i played new vegas and i had a really hard time getting into outer worlds and that's like kind of an unpopular statement to make but i yeah it's it's like nothing against the game which i'm I'm sure there's, there's plenty of people who really really do enjoy that game i just i know for me i enjoy I don't know what it is. It's it's hard to pinpoint, but something about a decent Bethesda game, they do put so much yeah. into the world building. And it's like the little things that we can appreciate. And I think a lot of people will even stand by this in Fallout 76. The world storytelling is there. You right. like from little details, just how messed up Voltec is and just I know that it's, stuff is if to you be expected. Are, if you're the kind of player who isn't willing to listen to hollow tapes or read through like computer terminals, you're not going to get that storytelling that normally might have just been talked at you by a character. I know Fallout 76 has added them, but like that, those elements were there from launch mm-hmm. written in those smaller ways. Obviously, they built on it, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think there needs to be ways for us to get more in periods of time and maybe that's just us being greedy fans i don't know but i would like to get more out of these ips you know like the next fallout game i'm gonna be playing is probably in my mid to late 30s (laughs) it's just depressing to think about right now as a 29 year old so um yeah I, i mean i'm nervous this announcement was good news i i hope that the launch goes well and Microsoft goes, oh, let's throw some money at them to pump more out, to pump more profit. And then I think the, you know, the the last layer of this announcement is obviously, you know, we've known this for a while, but it's brought this back up for a lot of people. But this is going to be Microsoft and Steam exclusive or so, you know, Xbox and Steam exclusive or, or PC, PC, right. could be which whatever, and, then, but- and then on top of that free on Game Pass day one. Like, and so, and there's a lot of people going, well, you, well, you're just fine. I'm not playing it because you're not doing it on PlayStation, which I'm going to say this. If you're one of these people who think that, 
oh, they're idiots for doing this. They're going to need that money, they're blah, not. blah, blah. They are under big daddy Microsoft's teeth right now, dude. You think they need that they're money on Game Pass day one? Are you out of your mind? No offense, but you're delusional. Bethesda was making PC games before they were making console games. Right. And there's been a history of them having issues with... um with playstation in the past mod support for certain games had delays dlc for skyrim if you're old like me and remember this this was part of why i went xbox as i was like watching skyrim and i was like they had a bunch of they had their stuff delayed months after when xbox got it um so you know and guys let's be real playstation has always been sticklers when it came to the mods releasing they couldn't have any kind of third-party whatever if, if if it cannot be made within the game itself it could not show up on the mod list for playstation at all wow. that's why i was like you have so many there's so many more options with xbox but that's besides the point because i want to get to this what is bethesda's bread and butter that keeps these games going as long as they do without ever releasing a new game it's the freaking Our community rabid it's, fans <laughs> yeah it's the freaking communities it is the modders who keep expanding upon already established right. mods i mean fallout ideas. london comes out this year so we do at least fallout have that to look forward to what fallout nuevo mexico is another thing happening that you have miami there's a lot of projects that yeah are the a whole long time ongoing people are remaking new vegas and fallout 4 there people st- are remaking Fallout 1 and 2 in Fallout yeah. 4. Project Arroyo is what that's called. Um, <coughs> Sky yeah, Oblivion. There's a lot. Uh, Sky Morrowind. Sky More Oblivion, where it combines all of it. Ooh. It's just like, oh, I yeah, I know. I that because I, I, I've tried to go back to those older games. And you know yeah. that, like, 16-bit filter on TikTok right now? I think you made a joke with it as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. Yeah, I did. That's accurate. And it's just like... It, the community and this is all these mods that we're talking about more than likely pc only mods i mean that there is they're they're so big they cannot be yeah yeah you can't put it on an xbox no you can't put it on a playstation if you wanted to and i'm just saying it the pc community is what's keeping these games going that is why skyrim is on its god dang 15th something like that release probably it's probably like it's 10th grade no I, like I think you might be right um because there's oh, really releases yeah, for individual con like it came to the switch and it came, you know and, and then there was the uh, the ultimate edition that came to everything you know there's been a lot it, you're not entirely wrong um they also did but that yeah, joke I'm, version for amazon alexa in which you can actually do which is crazy yeah. um but yeah so i say that if you really think that what a missed opportunity what a missed market to make an exclusive you're, you are trying to convince yourself that you're not going to miss out. Right. Hate to say it to you. There will be pe- people playing Starfield and they will be having a good time and you will get curious and you will either get an Xbox or upgrade your computer. Finally, stop, stop, just upgrade your computer. Stop looking yeah. for an excuse not to do it. Um, And a lot of times it's, <laughs> I mean, the cards are getting a little bit easier to get now. They too, are so. finally. Thank yeah. God. So, and I, you know what? Like, I just bought a PlayStation 5 for my husband. He's playing it right next next to me right now. Um for his for Christmas because we were like, dang, I want to play Last of Us, you know, finally. Stuff like that. So 
if we're doing it on our side, people will do it. People are going to buy Xboxes just to play certain games. As much as people want to believe that that is not, they're going to lose out on money. Guys, it's going to happen. People are going to do it. And uh, if you are ever worried about them losing out on money because PlayStation is not in their repertoire anymore, just Google Bill Gates net, net worth. They're going to be fine. Um, like it's Microsoft. Um, yeah, so th- that's all I had for the news because I do think it has implications for a lot of different things. Um, and hopefully we don't get it restricted in Australia. We have seen other Bethesda titles get restricted in Australia. Very strict for games for whatever reason. Um, Which is whole- interesting. The whole reason that MedX is not morphine is because of game restrictions like that. So <laughs> it was morphine originally. They had to change the name. So oh, that's wow. Yeah. But okay. that's all I had for that segment. I think uh I think we're up to our uh next segment. Do you wanna do you wanna give us a little rundown of that? Is it time for a debate? I think so. Okay. So let me see. In in gaming. There are important points that are often made, some points that are vastly debated often, sometimes not thought upon enough. Today, we will be talking about one of the less thought upon opinions, maybe. I think so. Maybe you've never thought about this. Education in Fallout. Is school important? Mm-hmm. when the world is in waste we have not decided who is for and who is against a yes. typical school system yet but we will decide that now okay coke side Niwal. I'll, I'll just have you call it okay and then you can you could pick if you want or if you want okay. a certain thing okay yeah tails that is tails uh, <laughs> okay all right. So I think that puts you in the in the negative, in the no. Yeah. No school. All right. Yeah. So so you are debating for no school, and I am debating for school. Is that correct? You will not be debating, Nywell. Oh, I will be de- debating Reginald Baxter. The Reginald sixth. Baxter the fifth. Fifth. Sorry. I'm, my bad. Mm. I thought you were your son. I see where I see where that school got you. So we will be going by normal debate rules. So we'll have a two minute argument for I will have a two minute rebuttal. Then I will have a two minute argument. Okay. Nikki will have a two minute rebuttal. And then we will have our closing statements, which will be a minute each. Um, here, let me <coughs> let me get the timer. Mm. All right. Online timer. I will be keeping an eye on you okay i got one going too Mm -hmm. are you ready i am begin all right so i think that education is a very broad term when we look at it education could come in many forms you can have a technical education you can have a book education there's so many different things that education means so if we take that into the context of the wasteland and we say, is education important in the apocalypse? I would argue, yes. Education has many forms. If we're going to go into and look at certain schools and certain methods, military school, what are you going to learn there? You're going to learn how to build weapons. You're going to learn strategy. You're going to learn how to communicate effectively. You're going to learn how to 
do what you need to do to survive in a given context. And in the context of military school, that's going to be in military operations. Super important. I don't think there's any way around that not being important. Now, there's other types of skills that you're going to need in the wasteland. Look at the followers of the apocalypse in Fallout New Vegas. They have a very strong importance on medicine, on science. Who is going to be doing your surgery in the wasteland if not for education that they receive there? I'm telling you, you do not want someone whose education is from reading one book once as opposed to somebody who has been trained for years through a formalized education system to do complicated surgeries, to get things done like that, to be able to effectively heal someone. Two different types of education. Now, if you want to get even more technical, the Brotherhood of Steel has different forms of education. Now, this is beyond the ethics of the Brotherhood of Steel. Yes, they hoard technology, they hoard information, but they still do provide an adequate education in learning how to use their weapons, their systems, their technology to do things like purify water. Stop, that is why stop, enough, enough. I've heard All enough. Right, Reginald. <laughs> time yourself honor system on that one no perhaps you should check my honor okay because much like the wasteland i am cruel all right well i'm gonna give you uh i'm gonna count you down from three three two while little jimmy is in school i want you to think about this while little jimmy is in school learning his mass learning his biologies in order to potentially become a doctor Tommy is out there doing it. Do you know why? Because his daddy just got bit by a goddamn mole rat. And what does what does he need Tommy to go do? Well, I need you to go find the disease cure. Well, how do you find the disease cure? You have to scavenge. And do you know why Tommy knows how to scavenge? It's because he's living out there and he's not inside of a schoolhouse. So he knows where to find disease care he knows he can go down to the hospital and find what he needs we all know disease care just immediately cures whatever it is you don't need it you don't need to learn how to make it if some bloke who died 200 some odd years ago already had it for you and you sprinkle it on daddy's leg you want to talk about effective communication you know what's effective communication walking around in a suit of power armor with a minigun. No one is going to mess with you. I can almost guarantee it every single time. That's communication. That says I'm the boss. This child right here understands that, Daddy, I am not an educated man. I'll tell you that right now. But Daddy still knows how to be a leader. And do you know why that comes into effect? Because if you're not as smart as the others, you have to at least talk faster than the others. Make them think you it's acting. Actors weren't smart. They never went to school. They just did it. You know why? Because society put everyone in a hole, a nuke size hole. And the only way to learn was freaking just doing it. My child said it best. All right. All right. All right. So now, um, uh, are we doing our rebuttals? Do your rebuttal. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> All right. You want to time me? I shall time you, child. Two minutes. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Little Timmy 
in your scenario, Jimmy, Timmy, I, I don't know fully his name. Doesn't matter. Um, he is getting a different kind of education. It's a different type. It is still education. It is something we call learn by doing. Learn by doing. You're learning it in the field. There is a whole branch, a whole branch. I went to a technical college. I learned by going into the field. What would it, what do we call these days where we went into the field? We call them labs. Now, in more and what people are used to is thinking of someone in a lab coat out doing some science in a laboratory. That is not the only type of lab that you are going to do. You're going to go into the field and you are going to practice in a hands-on way, doing it, getting in the muck of everything. And that is what little Timmy is doing as he goes and he explores. He is learning and understanding. Now, imagine little Timmy going into these buildings, not just alone, but with the help and guidance of an educator, someone who is experienced at scavenging, who can point, oh, why don't you check that freezer over there? Why don't you check this? Oh, little Timmy, you don't know how to read to unlock and hack these computers to get inside of them? That is a skill you will learn when we go back and we have the lecture portion of the class. And we will learn how to do it both. We will both do it in the class when we will practice and then we will go into the field and we will do it. And we will learn by doing. And that is another type of education that you can have in the wasteland. You can have it all. You can have the book smarts. You can have the technical skill. You can have the tactical skill. All of these can be taught by a teacher. Because a teacher has your back out there. And it's better than being alone. And that's all I got for that one. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. There is a saying, and it goes, those who can do, and those who can't teach. Now, what you said was learning. But if you, the act of doing things is learning, a form of learning, yes. But the structure of a school system, why? Why take the children away from the waste that crafts them? Now, all this to say, yes, oh, my goodness, you need to read, to hack, you need to understand how a lock works, to pick it. But you are forgetting one small important detail about the Fallout universe that does not operate by those laws. Luck. Sheer dumb luck. Sometimes you just get lucky. Sometimes you just find bottle caps. Sometimes the door just unlocks itself. Sometimes the robots reprogram themselves. Why? Do we need education when we just need luck? To this whole debate, and uh, to kind of peek into my closing statement, we do not have to obey these laws that people have set before us when the bombs fell, because that did so well for them, did it not? All this smarts, these reading and education, they made the bombs with that education. Jumbo Jalaya down the street, they ain't gonna make no goddamn bombs. They don't have to worry about her. She might on accident poison something because she never learned how to cook properly, but she's fine. Because even then, with a strong endurance, you can persevere through poison. Through strength, you can do most things. 
through perception even greater. Special stats do not need education, not even intelligence. Um, are we to our closing statements? We're at our closing statements. Okay. Okay. We'll say mm, one minute closing statement. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. I will argue again that everything you have stated as a way of learning is a method of teaching. And there are multiple schools of thought in how the pedagogical approach to education and going into the field is a form of formalized education, technical knowledge, doing it yourself is a way of learning, is a formalized way of learning. Look at pre-war America. There is technical schools all over the country, and this is their approach to education. If we're looking in the Fallout universe, we have CIT. That is a technical school. And they use this hands-on approach, which is the most effective form of education. And is it formalized? Absolutely it is. Because without structure, it is a lot more difficult to learn. And you're not guaranteed to be lucky in the wasteland, but you can learn and you can grow. All right, off, right, off. Mm. My turn. All right, Reggie. Don't Three. call me Reggie. Reginald Baxter, the fifth. Mm. Three, two, one. My opponent here is obviously a role player and really takes everything you know, seriously when picking her stats. But I tell you this, does Lord Death of Murder Mountain have a high intelligence score? He does not. But I guarantee you, they've conquered the wasteland without it. That's it. Use half your time, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that was That's our first, That's our all first I needed. debate. I'm excited about it. I thought we got into some good topics. Mm, who's, who, who do you agree with? Do you agree with Nikki or Reginald? Reginald, man, he's ruthless. Hey. Nikki, Nikki's think... smart, though. Nikki's smart. It's all that education. <laughs> it's all that education. Yeah. Um, I will say after this that um, just on a, a non-role-playing element of it, I think that there are many ways of learning and whatever way you go about life and whatever way you choose to learn is a valid way of learning. And I think it is important to throw that out there uh, and also, beyond the debate. Yeah. And beyond the debate. Uh, and don't forget just because maybe something like college didn't work out. doesn't mean you stop being smart. Yeah. So. I think there is um, too much pressure put on formalized education as the end all be all. And while that is a fantastic option for a lot of people, myself included, I'm in grad school. Um, it is not the only way to go about your life, and you should not feel uh, any way about Heck not yeah. doing that. So I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> chase after what makes you happy. Do exactly. It. Boom. Life is literally the longest thing we'll ever experience, so make sure it's enjoyable. <laughs> wow, that is an interesting concept. That was very deep. Literally, that's... I don't know. That made me sad. Um <laughs> I know that's why when people say life is too short, I'm like, no, it's quite literally the longest thing we will ever experience. Yes. It's interesting too. I don't know. As I'm getting older, 
I'm not that old. I'm, you know, I'm 29, maybe 30 in May. And I'm like, wow. I start looking back and I'm like, being a kid was 20 years ago. Being, it's just a wild. High school was 15 years, you know, my start of high school. It's crazy how fast life just keeps going forward. (laughs) And we tackle it every day. All right. Yeah, let's talk about it. So um, I I was telling Nikki, like, this was pretty impromptu, like everything we kind of did here. But um, I had been playing The Last of Us part one after watching the show and i started having this this realization that how <coughs> everything in borderline everything from the game was taken to or taken and added to the show and right. it may not have been like certain moments may not have been you know chronologically added but they were still there mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of posed this question and I was like, you know, and even Nikki said it was like, you know, what makes it different from just watching the cutscenes, Right. And this is where I wanted to say, at what point is an adaptation a good adaptation? And what makes that a better alternative than just expanding upon a video game setting anyway, like something like Cyberpunk Edge Runners did on Netflix, which was really, really well done. Does it? I haven't seen it. And now it, I'm does it take place in Night City and everything? It, like it that? takes place in Night City. It's a story that is completely separate from That's Cyberpunk really cool. 2077. Really cool. And you could still find things from uh they added things from the um Edge Runner show. Mm-hmm. to the game afterwards Ooh, that's and very cool I didn't not know they did only, that. yeah oh yeah super good you can get his jacket you can get one of the characters guns like oh, it's sick. it's really re- oh you can get the sand devastin that is very mm-hmm. important to the character in the show um and you can like speed blitz everyone it's super cool um can but, i give you a really <laughs> quick aside on cyberpunk this is so random yeah go this for it go for it some of the magic of podcasting is these little things um night city is based on morro bay california um if you were to look at like a map of the streets that's what it's based on the original creators confirmed this i lived in morro bay when cyberpunk came out and i was like this is so cool there's basically no landmarks other than the fact that it looks like somewhere in southern california i I thought it was in la i'm I'm not even gonna lie this is a tiny harbor town and you can you can tell certain areas look a lot like it What's really cool is they have very minimal Easter eggs to point to what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a there's a station and it's called Moro Rock. And there is a rock in Moro Bay. It's a giant uh, volcanic plug. And it's called we call it Moro Rock. And that's like one of the very small references to the fact that it does take place in Moro. Bay. There's a few other things, but I just it, it holds a special place in my heart because I've lived in real life. That is city. cool. Which is not a it's a it's not even an incorporated city. Just so you know, it's just like a town. <laughs> um, um, that's my aside about that. And I just, you know, those kind of details that aren't very out front. Like this is this is a little town that is not anything like a city. It's tiny. Um, mm-hmm. less than ten thousand people live there. Um, but just giving just for the few people who know this detail those little easter eggs i appreciate that in game makers just throwing that out there oh, so sorry cool. for the aside though and you know what it's a happy aside i'm happy for it yeah but yeah uh, i i think about the um 
how cyberpunk edge runners expanded by making its own story in the setting that it was you know building off of which you know not to say that cyberpunk 2077 is purely its own thing because even that is an expansion on cyberpunk 2020 the tabletop role-playing game right but the last of us you know because this was a story that gamers have experienced before but people who've never played the game are experiencing for the first time it almost almost begs the reason why not make an expansion on the last of us call it the last of us still call it the last of us but make a completely different story set in the same universe that would cause people to go well let me see oh this is set on a based on a video game Mm -hmm. well let me take a look at the video game and then even build up more of that fan base just a little bit. Do you think that the show should have done that rather than what it had done the last of the show? And uh, this, and I this have an idea may or on may this not, as well. I was like, this may or may not be because I liked the show. I think right. it did great. I think the acting was spot on. I think uh, a lot of the, yeah, the casting, done, everything it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they should have maybe done a original story. I the do too. And. I, I think there's good reason to think this too, in that like like you had mentioned, you could go on YouTube and right now and basically have watched the show in the cutscenes and the little dialogue of the you could go watch the whole game. And I think because it is such a forced narrative game, it almost would have benefited from more expansion or just a new story, like you're saying, because we've if you've played the game or if you're, you know, you go and watch it on YouTube, whatever, it, you can see the entire narrative of the game is just the entire narrative of the show with a couple added things. But whereas like cyberpunk obviously is a narrative driven game as well, but there's a little bit more decision in that, which mm-hmm. I feel like um, not as much for Last of Us. And then if we're even going into Fallout, you know, it is narrative. It's not cutscene driven at all yeah barely any cutscenes in those games and, and which because I, I know what the fallout show isn't going to be taking directly from a game it will be expanding upon an already existing setting which right. i think can only really benefit it and also help with fallout 76 or right. fallout 4 and any other previous fallout game i think it's interesting too that like last of us doing this when there's just i mean there's like no choice really in last of us you could go into a room and you could stealth it or you could go into a room and you could just go in guns blazing and that's kind of your level of choice in last of mm-hmm. us as i understand it yeah um, it, it really is and it, i don't know i always feel encouraged to kill everything even quiet or loud i usually kill everything yeah i feel like that's kind of the only option sometimes too, a little know. bit um i do i mean like you know i'm with you i think it would have benefited from being its own thing or you know god i maybe it it would probably piss people off i'm sure i'm not a fanboy as much as other people are of this franchise Mm. um could they have deviated i i still follow the people who yeah i'm like and that's you know i was kind of thinking that too because i was like i know the people who have watched the show but not played the game are definite diehards for it but i'm like i want you to imagine if those perspectives like if we could get those people to have never who have never played the game to have played the game first and then watch the show, would those opinions still stand? Because as I'm playing the game, I'm noticing even the small banter, the jokes, 
like there, like that pun book comes out in the game. Right. Those jokes, dead rebuttals from the game. And I'm like, how much could we have made original banter? We right. could have made um, an original <laughs> plot line where we're kind of like, oh, okay, well, we're watching them go up against infected, which we've harped on it a million times. Not enough infected. But there was there was so many key moments. When I got to this part where Joel, like Ellie had just, she killed her first person. It wasn't shot in the back. Killed him because it was him. It was Joel or the other guy. Right. And she killed that guy. And Joel was mad. You should have messed with that gun. And they, you know, they kind of cut off and go, you know, like, whatever. You could have said thank you. And then finally they get outside and they, you see a ton of dudes. And Joel looks at her and says, I need your help. Mm-hmm. Here's a gun. If you're going to do this, here's a gun. She's like, well, most I've ever shot was a BB gun. He's like, well, this has got a lot more of a kick than a BB gun. And it, it, he was, it was a moment of seeing them build that trust. And of course, it was something that could only have been done through real game presentation in, in that way. Um, which I know it, that's it prob- kind of the argument it probably that the have been done making too, you know. It it could have been done in the show, and I think <laughs> I think they were so focused on on the realism aspect of it. And whenever it comes to adapting a game, sometimes you got to throw realism aside. You've got right. to right. Well, <coughs> I mean, I, if we're speaking to like realism in show adaptations, gosh, I hope there isn't realism full in Fallout. You in know, Fallout because if 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 someone gets shot and does not ragdoll in a goofy ass way, I'm gonna be a little bit disappointed. You know what I mean? Like, I like I think there's some charm in video game mechanics making their way into the screen and. You know, as much as, oh my God, I have some complaints about the Sonic movie. There is some, a lot of fun fan service elements in that. I, I, I love Sonic the Hedgehog too. Mm -hmm. It was by, I said this, I don't know if I've said on the podcast, I like that movie more than I like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they had the underwater thing and they had the bubbles and Mm -hmm. like there was specific. Knuckles was dope. Shadow was hinted at. Yeah, I mean, even beyond just like characters being in the game which like oh my god i was excited i really want cream i know she's not going to be in it but she's one of my favorites and cheese the chow um or chao or whatever they're called um i never know what to call them whatever um the i i liked every time there was a mechanic that was in the game because i'm a huge that was my first video game ever Mm -hmm. was sonic the hedgehog it was so much fun for me to see on the screen. Granted, this is a cartoony game. It's a bit different, but still, you know, you you got to, there are elements of source material, which I think are so much fun to see as fans. And Last of Us did have those elements. It had the, well, I'm going to give you a lift up and have you get that ladder for me. Not my favorite element of the game. <laughs> yeah. Know? And well, I, you know, okay. So talking about that, you know, of course, Fans of the games are going to look like, you know, for some hints of that game being in this live action adaptation, right? which for The Last of Us, their goal wasn't necessarily to cater to the people who've already played the game, I think. Yeah. I think it was to attract a, a different audience, a new audience. Right. And though that audience isn't exactly going to be in it to see the mechanic-y stuff, you know? Yeah. And... I think which I, I mean you could make the argument fallout's going to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And and like and there was none of that in Cyberpunk. 
the only thing that was there was the the lore that was already set up for the cyberpunk universe and like you know maybe you got a hint you know some references to johnny silverhand in the show but like you seen the arasaka corporation you knew that they were oppressive but we also got to see like another side of it to where oh yeah this is where high class society lives and it was it was expanding on those concepts and you i mean it was an anime you didn't see those game mechanics come in. You just but seen, you saw game elements in the form of lore. Yeah, you yeah you yeah. saw game el- elements in the form of lore. You understand like if you have too much chrome, you succumb uh, succumb to cyberpsychosis, all right. that stuff. And I I don't know. I just after after really sitting on it and thinking, it made me <laughs> it made me go like as as good as The Last of Us is, maybe. I, you know, if they did a separate story, what if the whole series had been about just Bill and Frank? Right. Like just the period of them living there. I mean, like from Bill setting everything up, encountering infected. How did he secure the whole town? Like taking that whole thing. Like what if they did that? Like its own right. separate story, The Last of Us, and still having that ending as well. Right. And like maybe they could have added. I think- they could have shown Tess and Joel coming in, interacting. But like, you know, just to get that reference, like right. people people would have lost their mind going, that's Joel, that's Joel. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think but. where The Last of Us kind of lost it for me, I honestly think the showrunners were like, we've written this beautiful story. We want to get it out to more people than gamers. And I think if that was the goal they set out for The Last of Us, that's, you know, the, in the show, I think they have successfully done it. Because if you are, you know, my mom is not going to go sit down and play a a shooting zombie video game, whatever, you know, but she did watch the whole show and she liked it and she thought it was intense and enjoyed it. I think where it almost becomes a little bit more difficult, certain elements is like, okay, well, you know, everybody who's seen the first season is going to look at the second season and be like, well, I know exactly what's going to happen. You know, there's no, there's no surprise in that. They're clearly following a path. Maybe adaptations of shows work better, like you said, when they're not directly copying something or when the show is less of a narrative driven show. Like, and, and I almost want to say, game. like, like careful on the whole, not exactly, exactly copy, copying something, because my God, did the Halo f- show fail? It mm-hmm. failed abysmally because they didn't copy it enough, you know? Right. And, I think there's that nuance that's going to be difficult for these showrunners to find in, you know, you're, you're going to be having to do some fan service. You're also going to having, you're going to have to be something interesting and new that someone's going to want to watch. Like is someone who's played last of us 40 times going to watch the show and be like, okay, this is just the game, you know, yeah. plus some random stuff I'm not interested in. Like, um, it, it, it can border border on redundancy. Right. It can, especially if you have experienced it multiple times, which I'm sure there's multiple people who have because it was such a good game. I think a lot of the saving grace, too, of the show, because, I mean, there were super valid stuff to complain about. I mean, Pedro Pascal's like star power right now is just Mm -hmm. insane. And I it does make me nervous. I'm like, is the Fallout show's cast going to have a similar like energy behind it and fan, you know, this 
fan base that's like insane a little bit you know which like, i mean it i feel like if done right i didn't know any of the people in westworld for the most part i'm trying to think if i did just aaron paul later yeah. season but yeah i know one guy from hunger games i yeah. don't know um the old the, one of the older characters who <coughs> who plays the antagonist i knew from some other stuff but everyone else not really and then some of them you know i mean it's an it's an hbo show like even take uh uh take some of the people from um oh my god what was it it was so big it was such a big old stinker game of thrones, game of thrones? there we go yeah it was such a yeah game of thrones if you take game of thrones many of those people weren't widely recognized outside of bbc television yeah a lot of british actors mm-hmm. every time i remember that the fallout show isn't gonna be HBO it makes me sad too. So I, I know I would, I would just say, <laughs> and then, you know, with the Fallout show, um, I mean it's it's prime. I don't I didn't recognize half these actors that are in the Boys until the Boys happened, right. and then now I say like in uh, the Callisto Protocol, they had uh, the girl who plays Kimiko in freaking Callisto Protocol. I'm like, oh my god, they got Kimiko, you know? It's like it's yeah. one of those things. <clears throat> when it when it shows good enough, it builds its own star power. Exactly. I mean, I think the the Fallout show does have some star power behind it too. Kyle MacLachlan's a big, uh, very niche. Like people love him, so you yeah. know he was in Twin Peaks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. I mean, to answer your overarching question, I I think if I were to like, I don't know if I'm answering it correctly, but I would like. I hope that adaptations both stay true to the source material but write their news write their own stories expand upon already existing ideas is what i would definitely say like if you're going to adapt it verbatim have it verbatim but add something to it right don't take away do not take away when you take away that's when people start getting upset right and i think part of what the last of us did was add superfluous stories you know Mm -hmm. as much as we liked the bill and frank episode that was probably the exception not the rule of the the add-ons in that show because a lot of the stories i just was like whatever and then another big element that they added was the um you know the mycelium root structure that was never touched on never paid off never paid yeah so that was a weird ad for me and it just felt not fleshed out in certain regards and i can say while playing you know the uh last of us again i like (laughs) what they did (laughs) did with bill and frank's uh relationship because they freaking hated each other by the end of it in uh, the last of us frank was like i you know i'm tired of you bill you never want to go anywhere you're so afraid Right. And, it's and, kind of like an F you. Yeah. Yeah. It was an F you. Like, I freaking hate you. And mm-hmm. I was like, after, and I'll be real with you, getting to that point after watching the show, I was like, man, this is almost like slandering the beautiful relationship that I <laughs> witnessed, you know? And I was like, I was like, eh, that's not my Bill and Frank. And, uh, you know, which yeah. is a good thing for the show to have done to make me go, I like that Bill and Frank more than this Bill and Frank. And, right. and it's capable to have done that. And oh, and in replaying that town was so full of infected. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. That whole place was not secured. No. I think one building might have been secured. And it, that was it. <laughs> I mean, it's to the point where 
the one character i can't remember is it it's they have such generic like names i can't remember who's who but the one character had um hung himself and the other yeah, character frank. didn't even know you yeah know? frank like, that's yeah frank. Unor- yeah he's like that's what happened to him he's yeah. trying to leave me and he, he already got the goddamn battery in the truck yeah, yeah. so i don't know i don't know i'm i'm <coughs> I, and I, I don't know if you want to like talk about at all where season two is going to go. I, I think a lot of people are scared that it is going to follow the game for season two. I don't know fully what happens in but, the second. Which game, I but. can honestly, I'd leave that up to a debate for future us later on That's or, true. or discussion future on. I know once it's I've just, played. That. I think, I think the something we should consider going forward, not even just between us, but us as a gaming community as a whole who do want more people to come experience some of these things is, is taking the last of us the way, you know, it was done a good enough way to bring more people into experiencing the game for the first time and seeing how good it really, really is, or is doing something like cyberpunk's edge edge runners did mm-hmm. more effective of a way to, and, and then experiencing that story for the first time. Right more effective gosh i don't know for me as somebody who started with the show obviously and then didn't start playing till midway through i can't speak to the cyberpunk element of it but um i was like dang this game is hard i'm playing on normal mode or easy mode you know and i was like this is not as hard as the show made it seem like oh my gosh (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so i was like wow there are honestly for me having started I prefer the show to the game at this point, just because I was, I was like, this is so many infected. And I want, you know, the show does not indicate that, that it's going to be that hard. Um, obviously we, whatever we've covered this in it to the extreme, but, <laughs> um, I think the show drove my heart rate up a lot less than the game does, <laughs> you know, even though there are stressful moments, but, um, I don't, I don't know if I want verbatim adaptations as much as I want expansions. No. Yeah, on it, already existing settings, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, if they're going to do verbatim, I'm glad it's in a game without choice because verbatim in a game with choice kind of feels like it's taking away from the game itself on some yeah. level. You know what I mean? And. I'll, I'll take a second to do a dishonorable mention here. Dragon's Dogma on Netflix did an awful job of cap if capturing the beauty that is Dragon's Dogma. I'm going to say that right now. And it had nothing. It was not even an adaptation of the original storyline. I don't know what that was. It, it was its own original story, and it freaking sucked. I don't know how they botched it that bad. Anyway, I don't know. It's so hit or miss. You know, it really is, and it's hard. And I think a lot of too, a lot of it too, is like, is your fandom gonna be chill if you f this up real bad? You know, because I know a few fandoms that are not gonna be chill. About Halo it. was not chill. Yeah, Halo was not chill. I, I think, I think if they had messed up The Last of Us, it would not have been chill either. Uh, yeah. It would not have. And I, I think the safest thing they could have probably done was to do it verbatim. I, I think That's verbatim true. is That's the true. safe is the safe option. But again, I, it's in a game that lacks choice. And I think that is why they were able to get away with it to some extent. And yeah, 
you know, with, it remains to be seen what's coming down the pike. But these are games with choices that, you know, Fallout is a game with choice that is Which, coming down the pike. So. And then here, here we go. Cyberpunk is a game that lacks choice. Yeah. I don't, I don't care what anyone Kinda. says. It like You, you can, can make choose your, your path, but, but mm, your, you know. Choose your beginning, but the destination all ends up the same. Yeah. You know, so. it's... And that, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, they made their own thing, and it was really, really good. Yeah. So I want a cyberpunk story of just Jackie's backstory. I just want to follow him around. Yeah, Jackie's fantastic. He's my favorite character. Um, Tomb. He's that opening sequence of cyberpunk where he is dancing is so fun. I love him. Would so you? Much. Would you ever? I will cosplay as Jackie if you cosplay as V at some point. Okay. 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 I'll oh, be the jacket to your V. Okay, so I feel like we're good on that segment. I'm going to have a really impromptu segment right here. All Character right. customization in games. I really liked Cyberpunk because I felt like for once I got a hair that was closer to my hair in that game. And I was really excited about that. And just like the level of detail you could get into with the mods and everything like that. Do you have a favorite game for character customization? For character customization, man, that's that's actually a really hard choice because, man, a lot of people don't seem to get how big of a deal it is to get black hairstyles in a game. Mm-hmm. People go, oh, I, don't, I don't get it. It's because you already have yours there. You're right. balding. Take that one. All right. I don't. I'm not balding. I, right. I got nap. I have tight whatever CD hair. Yeah. Okay. I need to. I would love to have that. Um, Cyberpunk, well, like, Cyberpunk did a good general. job don't exist in games like all the spectrum of curls just are like absent it's and wild I, i'll say and from coils. the little bit of customization that i've seen in starfield that does look pretty good it looks pretty That's promising cool. they actually yeah. have it, they actually have some black hairstyles in there i'm pretty excited about mm-hmm. um i get i probably get to make myself pretty accurately there that's exciting um, but i would say the most unique and the most fun i've had with making uh, character saints row hands down okay hands down it is <laughs> saints row 2 specifically because you could you could change your character's walk in like five different ways their fight oh, style cool. yeah like if you wanted them to have a real professional fight style you could do it or crazy fight style so many different options your taunting options um your character's voice you could mm-hmm. you could be really really big or really really skinny and it's just it was it was a yeah. good game design and for I think I just really want more like when I was watching the video of you and I like pretending like we were doing character customization in Fallout 4 I was like this literally we could not make characters that look like us you know what I mean like especially hair you know obviously I have a uh, looser hair texture but like even my like I don't know, Italian Jewish type curls don't exist in video games. They're not happening right now, but they don't exist <laughs> in video games as it is. But um, when you see a game that's like, oh my God, I can actually make them look like me, you know, it's exciting you know, to do. And I, I hope mm. that games continue doing this down the road. And I felt like Cyberpunk was closer than I'd ever, I mean, of games I've played that I had seen. And I liked that you could change your voice. And all of that. I mean, you could change your uh, job. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, boy. Uh, no, uh, another honorable mention. I, I did, Reginald didn't talk about this, but uh, Wild Hearts character customization is actually okay. really, really good. Mm-hmm. I'm just, 
I'm hopeful because it seems like games are finally trying to do more than like the like one coily style hair and that's like the only option you know the what it'll be like one haircut and that's it yeah like there's no if you want us to come in and model any game devs Mm -hmm. if you want to get a 3d scan of our hair textures and our hairstyles hit us up i had braids in today so this is not my actual hair (laughs) but um my hair is like this and then sometimes it's like this yeah (laughs) and I don't know. I just thought that was cool. And I, I hope they do it because 60% of the world has curly and coily hair and it is not represented in video games at all. So, so I cap it off. Yeah. yeah. Guys, that has been the cap cast. And I don't know. We did a lot of segments today. This we is, did. this is different. And somehow we still talked about the last of us. How crazy is that? Hey, <laughs> no, no spoilers this time, but we're talking about gaming culture. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Gaming culture. Yeah. Gaming culture is it. There's there is a vastness that goes into gaming culture uh, right. from from books. From, well, from the actual games to books to board games to uh, comic books. How even uh, the Doom soundtrack, man, like mm-hmm. in, that in itself, it's a gaming soundtrack and it's phenomenal. Mick Gordon. Heck yeah, dude. And it's just like it's. I think it's nice to explore some of those areas. Right. And I'm, I'm excited uh, to start this gaming culture journey. So expect some actual, like (laughs) me and Nikki are going to play Diablo four together. Mm -hmm. We're going to look into that. We're going to be what we have Island that Island. We're going to be playing that way down the road. This is down the road. May will will also be playing Redfall. It's happening. Mm hmm. So yeah, we have a lot. I think that has been the Capcast. Yeah. So remember, kids, don't feed the Take Yagwai. Take your coughing pills. Don't feel don't feed the Yagwai. Don't feed that, the Yagwai. And that is that all. Is all. <laughs> we'll never get it. <laughs>